Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the show. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Searles on the Retirement Toolbox. If you've got questions about your financial life and retirement, hopefully we'll have some answers for you on today's show. Coming up, we're going to have a question from Raymond about being a small business owner and wondering about some social security implications of that. We'll uh, dig into that question a little bit later on. And we're going to be talking about on today's show what the next market crash is going to look like. Everybody run and scream. Market crash coming soon. No, actually, we don't know when the next market crash, but can we tell a little bit about how bad it'll be, what it'll look like? We'll see if we can put on our prediction caps today and maybe give you some answers there, or we'll just try and give you some realistic advice when it comes to evaluating that. All that and more straight ahead on today's show. But first, let's say hello to Scott. What's going on, man? How are you? I am doing great, Walter. How about yourself? Um, uh, what was the saying of the guy used to tell me? I'm uh, I'm not six feet under, so I'm doing great. You know, that's it's as easy as <laughs> well, that. You know, I tell you what, I I was looking through a Popular Mechanics magazine. I think I found something that could put you six feet under. So, uh oh. Obviously, you know that Chernobyl, the they had the devastating yes, uh, you know, reactor meltdown there. And mm-hmm. you know, did you see the show? Big, by the way, huge. What was that? Did you see the show, by the way, the Chernobyl show? I, I didn't watch, but I heard it was really good. Oh, man. Some of the best TV I've seen in a while. It was extremely well done. The first two episodes, it's a, just like a little mini series, and the first two episodes had me gripping the edge of my seat. Wow. It's really right. good. Now, well, it's it's an HBO show, so you got to you know get HBO in some way, shape, or form. We get it. We do it through Amazon. So we can kind of turn it on and off whenever we want. So when there's a really good show we want to watch, we flip it on and then we turn it off afterward. You know, but that's smart. It's smart. Uh, oh, if if you get the chance to go check it out. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, but definitely no, a good, no, a good I, plug I, I, for the, Chernobyl. With, as long as I can convince my wife that's a good show, we'll be good. But no, in that Chernobyl area, I, I was reading in the magazine that they actually were growing, you know, rye in this area in like i guess one of the less radioactive areas of the containment zone <laughs> less and they are radioactive. actually making yeah they're, they're making something called atomic vodka out of this radioactive rye oh my gosh but they, yeah but they claim that through the distillation process that the radioactive levels drop I'm like you're crazy who who on earth would drink that boy that must be more powerful than moonshine <laughs> yeah, you 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 glow green when you drink. It. I mean, <laughs> the uh, alcohol by volume content of this is one hundred and seventy five percent due to the yes. atomic nature of it. Yes, and, and, and atomic vodka, Gosh. and uh, it's with a K, A T O M I K, and uh, it's just crazy. I can't believe you know. First of all, who goes in there to farm it? Yeah, I'm heading into radiation containment restricted zone yep. to go farm the crops. You know, well, especially <laughs> having sounds- especially having seen that show now, I'm like, yeah, who who would possibly do this? It's wow, that is uh, that is really interesting. You don't have to go into the nuclear zone, but we'll do it anyway, and then we'll make vodka from it. Yeah, it's just interesting. Pe- people are crazy. 
Well, we eat some pretty weird stuff, don't we? I mean, we're also the same species that's putting hamburgers in between donuts and putting bacon inside of it and celebrating the ridiculousness of, you know, what that is going into our bodies and eating meat from companies that's not actually made out of, you know, meat. Wasn't that the Taco Bell thing a while back where it's like, actually, there's no meat in the meat. It's all made of fake stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So what's you know, a, so a what's a little times, atomic energy in the belly? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, apparently, and probably there's probably certain levels of radiation in some, a lot of our food that we eat. We just don't even know it. That's just tiny, tiny, tiny bits. Tiny bits, and, and this is just a little, a little bit more than that, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, just slightly. Just seems like, uh, come on, let's use a little common sense here. That just doesn't seem. I don't trust that. There's been enough things where people have said, that's oh, okay, this this comes out of it or this happens to it. No, no, no. We're still making products and things that later on we find out, oh, that was actually terrible for you. Like the vaping thing now, right? Like everybody's like, oh, it's a very safe alternative to the smoking. And uh, now apparently everyone's getting sick vaping and having all sorts of issues and, you know. Yeah, they're pulling commercials. CBS and yeah. a couple of the networks won't do commercials anymore. It's, I think it's eventually just going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, 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 they're going to realize it's much worse for you, and then they're going to be restrict their sales and ch- regulate them, and they're just going to go out of business. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're uh, that's going to be a tough business to survive in, especially with the rise in not to get uh, too far down the rabbit hole here to start our podcast, but since we're on it, uh, given the rise of the legalization of marijuana and more and more people embracing that, it's going to really kind of compete against the vaping world, I would think. Yeah, and I think there'd be a lot more money in the uh, in the marijuana. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So that that that, that train is rolling, and I don't think there's any stopping it at this point. No, no, but hey, you know what? The vodka. If there's someone that you don't like, at least you know what to get them for their birthday. <laughs> Slip them some atomic vodka. <laughs> Just don't tell them the true backstory behind it. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Well, that is uh, one I did not see coming, but uh, that is an interesting little tidbit to start our show off today. Well, it might be uh, uh, there might be some atomic reactions to our show today. How about that for a segue, uh, Scott? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Everyone seems to be talking about a market crash right now. And when I say right now, just for full disclosure, we're recording today's podcast uh, in, in kind of mid to late September. And so by the time this podcast comes out, maybe the market has crashed. Who knows? And that's the whole point is we never know when it's going to actually crash. But we're going to try and, you know, analyze this conversation about a market crash because some people think we're on the cusp of it. It's coming, you know, any day now. But some people have been saying that since 2012. Um, Others predict we're just due for a minor correction here, Scott. Not a big deal. And I think there's another camp that says, you know what, we are going to just continue on this upward trend. The thing is, we don't know who's right when any of these options will actually occur. But we want to see if we can learn anything else about what the next crash will look like. It's inevitable that people are going to ask you, I would imagine, all the time when the next market crash is coming. So let's start there. How do you usually respond when you get that question? Well, Walter, you know what? I say, hold on. And I reach down and I pull out my crystal ball and I see if if I can figure out exactly what the markets are going to do. Because my crystal ball as fuzzy as the next guys. And, yeah, <laughs> now, do you have I, a? I, do you really have a crystal ball under the desk, or are you just uh, are you just embellishing for podcast purposes here? No, that is a great idea, though. I should totally buy a crystal ball for my office, <laughs> put it in the conference room. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that's a, that's a great that's a visual reminder of people and put fuzz and, all over it and say it's a little fuzzy. Fuzz. Hey, oh. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> exactly. No, that that's a great idea. But you know, markets are driven by news, and news is unpredictable. I mean, we get you know one day we get they come out and they say, hey, the tariff talks are good, market goes up. Next day, tariff talks are bad, market goes down. You know, Fed's going to raise rates. Oh, you know, so the markets are always, always moving by news, even when the market, when the economy is fundamentally strong. So, you know, I usually, when, you know, and I get the question, as you, just like you said, I mean, no matter where I'm at, I'm in the grocery store and someone knows what I do. I get the question. I, I get it, you know, everywhere I go is obviously at work mostly, but, you know, the markets are unpredictable. And, you know, most years we have five to 10% drops in the S&P 500 almost every year. There's drops in that S&P and, you know, usually you don't notice it. It comes right back up. So the markets are volatile. They're unpredictable. And we don't know when the next drop will come, but it will come. You know, who knows? Yeah, I think that's a really big element is the unknown here. So let's focus on some other elements of a potential market crash and not the when question, because we know we can't pin that one down. When it does happen, do you think we're set up for one to be as severe as the crash in 2008? Well, you know, the 2008, there was a lot of different dominoes falling at the same time and led to that when we had, you know, the collateralized mortgage obligation meltdown. And I don't want to get too nerdy on the podcast, but you can never say never, but the government does a good job at putting safeguards, putting restrictions to make sure that that type of incident doesn't happen again, that affects the markets. And there always could be something new that comes along. Those big crashes like that are definitely very few and far between. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't prepare for them because it can happen at any time. And one of the things that I stress to everybody is you have a well-balanced portfolio that makes up of stocks, bonds, international, alternative investments to hedge yourself. And you, you have that portfolio set up in a way that if that market does crash and become as severe as it was in 2008, it's not going to impact your retirement. It's not going to impact your lifestyle at all. And that's the key because it is unknown. It is uncertain. And if we get ourselves in a position that, hey, if it happens, hey, I'll still be okay. That's where we want to be at. Scott, I think that's a, a wise comparison back to 2008 because you're right. There was there was something unchecked happening in the background there that was just so universal and widespread. That wasn't just, oh, the stock market's down. That had so many more layers and complications to it. And we don't see necessarily all of those indicators from what I'm, from what I'm understanding from you this time around. So there may be a crash, but there were a lot of factors that it took to take us to the brink of you know, without being too dramatic, destruction back in 2008 when all that occurred. So absolutely, we certainly would hope that any sort of downturn wouldn't be that bad. Uh, If people are worried about a market crash when it comes to their portfolio and their individual lives, Scott, does it make sense to just pull their money out of the market and kind of wait until they feel better about it? Let me make this very clear. Absolutely not. You don't ever want to completely bail out of the market because Number one, the old adage is that you want to buy low and sell high. Well, everybody emotionally, what they do is they end up selling low and buying high. So if you're in the market and the market drops, has a 10, 20% drop, again, hopefully you had where you were prepared for that and it doesn't affect you. But 
you know, if you had all your money in stocks and you're down 20% and you pull your money back out and you stick it in the bank, you have no opportunity to be able to make that money back up. Then you just doomed yourself. You made the problem twice as bad. And you did that because of emotion, because of fear, because you were scared that it was going to continue to go down further. And I get that. The key, though, is to get everything set up before that drop happens, because it will. And then you won't have to react that way. You should consider having funds set aside for certain time frames that you need in retirement. I do this with clients where we're going to have a short-term bucket, an intermediate bucket, and a long-term bucket. So your short-term is that's money you can have sitting into the bank. That's the money that you utilize for your everyday living. The intermediate funds, this is kind of somewhere in between that, you know, five to 10 year kind of range where, you know, that money eventually will move to the short term bucket, but we're taking a little bit more risk. And then the long term is where you're going to be, it's your 15 year plus money, and that money is going to be invested a little bit more aggressively. So if that money drops 20%, it doesn't affect you because you're living out of your short-term bucket and that 15-plus-year bucket, you got 15 years before you even need that. So having things set up properly is going to avoid those issues where you know people get worried and they pull all their money out. It's having a strategy set up ahead of time. So key to make sure that you've got strategies in place ahead of time. And that's one of the reasons a lot of people certainly will meet with Scott Searles to talk about their financial plan. And I think it's important to mention how people get started in their interactions with you, Scott. And I know sometimes it's as simple as picking up the phone, giving you a call or finding you on the website and just saying, hey, I want to come talk to somebody. But for others, they find it helpful to learn a little bit more information about this whole retirement planning thing, to learn about some of the important issues, some of the key things they should be thinking about. And a lot of people take advantage of your tax-free retirement toolkit as their first step. For new listeners to the show, can you tell us what's in the tax-free retirement toolkit? And I'll tell people how they can get a hold of one. Yeah, it's a great first step for for someone to get more information about us, our firm, and what we do, as well as educate yourself. So the number one thing is we have our book, which is the Diffusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb, which talks about taxes and retirement and different strategies you can do to help minimize those. But we've also included some other goodies in there too, some literature that helps you determine what you should be looking for in a fiduciary, something that's going to help you plan your your future going forward. And then also some other tax-free information as, as far as some strategies you can use. So all that, we ship it right out to your door. It comes in a nice little box. You can take a look at it whenever you want. So the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit's a, a great starting point. If you want to get the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit from Scott Searles, all you have to do is go to skyboxasset.com. That's skyboxasset.com. And look for the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit there on the website from your smartphone or computer, and you can order the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit absolutely free. Scott will send it out to you. It's a physical box, physical materials <laughs> inside there. And uh, it's nice getting mail, uh, so Scott can hook you up there. Go to skyboxasset.com. We'll put a link to that website in the description of today's episode, of course. And if you'd like to right now, you can even text, if you if you are a texter, you can text the phrase tax-free, all one word, tax-free, to the number 31. 31- 
888-900-0996 to get the toolkit that way as well. Text the phrase tax-free, all one word, to 31996, and you can get the toolkit via text as well. Another great way to do that. Uh, Scott, we're talking about these market crashes, this next one that may be on the horizon, whether it be tomorrow or still a couple years from now, what it might look like based on what we're seeing in the market right now. I'm just sort of uh, interested in, in learning a little bit about how you protect clients from a market downturn without just putting their investments in cash, because you kind of already debunked that saying, you know, don't just go to cash and just sit and wait to see what happens. How do you then input strategies that help people still avoid maybe some of the negative impacts of a potential crash? Well, you know what, Walter, a lot of people come in just like a couple I had not too long ago. They came in, they were a referral from an existing client that I'd worked with, and, and they they were scared about the markets. And they said they have always hesitated coming in to see somebody because they were scared to invest their money. They didn't want to lose their money. And what people need to realize is when you see somebody and you do an investment strategy, it doesn't mean that your money is going 100% in stocks. So it doesn't mean that when you invest your money, you're putting it all at risk in the stock market. Nothing can be further from the truth because there are a ton of different investments out there from real conservative to real aggressive bonds and bank loans and different things that we can utilize to help get you a little bit yield without taking that stock market type of risk. So what we did for them is we manage different models from real conservative to real aggressive. And we got them in a model where we were just taking a little bit of risk. We had a little tiny bit of exposure, but that was kind of in that long-term bucket that I mentioned before so that they could feel comfortable that they knew that they were getting a little bit better growth from the markets. I mean, a little bit better growth than what they would be getting from the bank without having to be, have a lot of money exposed to the markets and all that volatility and craziness. So, Having that different bucket approach, using a model where you're investing in all the different types of available assets, monitoring it, rebalancing it, and making sure that everything is still in check, that's how we work with people to make sure that that everything is heading in the right direction and we don't have that high risk of that stock market or throwing everything in cash. So important, Scott. Thank you for uh, kind of breaking that down for us. Last but not least on this conversation about market crashes, why do you think so many people think that there are these two extremes? Either I'm at super high risk or I'm sitting in cash doing nothing. And why do they think there's only two options when there are some other strategies and, and hybrids we can put in place out there? Well, I think because, I mean, the media, every everything focuses on the stock market. Since I was a kid, right, you would watch the local news, and the only thing they ever talked about investments was what the Dow Jones Industrial Average did. And the crazy thing is, that's only 30 stocks. I mean, the S&P 500 is at least 500. gives you a much broader range. But I think we're conditioned that from the media and everything we've always learned that you know to grow your money, you have to use stocks, and, and it's all over the place. So and obviously everybody knows, you know, you put money in the bank, it's safe and secure. You've, you've got, you know, insurance on that money up to limits, but you know, so that's what everybody is familiar with. But when you really start looking into to what investing is and how to properly structure your investments for the long term, you realize there are a lot of different options in there and, and from real conservative to real aggressive. So I, I think it's just when you work with a professional that's going to put that strategy and that plan together for you, that holistic plan, they're going to recommend different investments and things that you're not familiar with or that you have never dealt with before. And that's okay because you know those are meant 
to give you growth, but not have to get 100% type of, of stock market risks. And when you have that portfolio built and constructed and you do a complete holistic plan, that advisor should be recommending a level of risk that's appropriate for what your plan requires. So when you get everything all wrapped together, that's, I think, going to be where you're going to get your best results and get exposure to those different investment strategies. If you would like to talk to Scott about some of the things we've discussed on today's show or want to get some customized advice about your own financial plan, utilize Scott as that resource. If you're in the greater Cleveland area, Scott's got an office in Strongsville, so it's very convenient to come by and say hello. Uh, you can schedule that time to meet from your smartphone or computer by going to talktoscott.com. That's simply talktoscott.com. We'll put a link to that in the description of today's show. So whatever app you're using, you can just click on the link and schedule that time to meet with Scott. Or you can call directly at 888 742 11 that's 888-742-0111. Either way, you'll be able to have a conversation with Scott about what's going on in your financial life, get some customized advice for how to put together a better financial and retirement plan. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Scott a little bit better on today's show. Fun question for you this week, Scott, is what is a, uh, a topic or a hobby or a subject or just something that you wish you knew a lot more about? If you had the time or the energy or the ability to go, you know, learn something new, what would you like to learn about? Oh, Walter, this is so easy. I'm excited. This is a great question because what I wish I knew more about was Area 51, <laughs> That's right. We're we're days away from the crash area 51 party, right? At, at the time of oh, our recording. <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't everybody want to know what's there? The new technology that's there. Are there aliens there? Are the aliens working there? Do we have, <laughs> you know, spaceships there? I mean, wouldn't the ultimate tour be to say, hey, you know what, Scott, you know, we're having a good day today. Come on and take a look around area 51. That yeah. would be awesome. That would be cool. I have a feeling that all the alien stuff is just a cover f so that they can cover up all of the interesting weaponry they're testing and all the military stuff that they're doing there. They can kind of then just have this shrouded and mystery, you know, alien story to kind of distract from maybe what else they're doing there. But it would be really interesting to know some of the secrets that are out there for sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking if you want to distract from what's going on there, you don't make up an alien story, right? I mean, that's, that draws more attention. That's true. That's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Hiding yeah, in plain sight, like, I think they call that, right? Yeah, that's like saying, I know you're hungry, and here's a cheeseburger. We, <laughs> we make cheeseburgers here, you know? Oh, not, not saying, sorry, we, we don't have any food here. Yeah, But just imagine, they could have like, Star Trek teleportation over there. Who oh knows? I mean, there could be crazy stuff we've never even thought about that just would have to be amazing. So that is what I wish I knew more about. It is fun reading all the theories about what they have there. So it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, it would be very fun to know about that. It sounds to me like you were a big X-Files fan back in the day. Yeah, I love that type of stuff. Yeah. It's like that crazy. I mean, because. Just the unknown. Right, There's not, something fun about the unknown, right? Yeah, and not to sound like some crazy person or anything, but 
with the universe being as big as it is, I have to believe that there is another type of Earth-type planet out there with someone else. I mean, there's tens of thousands of planets out there. There's got to be some life out there somewhere, maybe living like we are, more advanced. I don't know. But, you know, maybe they can travel. Who knows? I mean, it's kind of just a neat thing to think about. It is. It is a fun mental exercise. And Maybe you'll get your answer. Maybe people will storm it and we'll find out. Who knows? I, I don't think maybe they'll be they successful, get, but. Maybe they, maybe they have a bunch of Bigfoots there. I, I, there you go. Maybe it's maybe I'm, that's I'm a, the solution. I'm a Sasquatch fan. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Well, there you go. Getting to know Scott a little bit better. Uh, it sounds like you're a bit of a conspiracy theory nut. Just a small, yeah. small dose, you know. Maybe not nut, but a, a fan a little bit. Keeps too, me entertained. Too funny. Uh, let's see what Raymond has a question about as we open up the mailbag to end today's show. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Raymond is wondering this, Scott. He says, I own my own business and haven't paid much into Social Security over the years, even though I've had a nice income. Is this going to be problematic for me in retirement? For some reason, I've never worried about it until now at the ripe old age of 58. You know what? That's a very good question, Raymond. And I actually run across that quite often with, with small business owners because, you know, they, they didn't pay into Social Security. They didn't have the salary. You know, the bottom line is hopefully you took that extra money and you saved it because you will need it. Because for a lot of Americans and, you know, for years, everybody's saying Social Security is not going to be there. It's not going to be there. Don't count on it. But the reality is it's probably going to be there in some way, shape, or form. Certainly for you at 58, Social Security is going to be there for you. For someone that's 38, it's probably going to be in a different form or look a lot different possibly than it does today. But for you, it's going to be there. So it would have been nice to have a little bit of that income coming in from Social Security. But if you did save that money and you've got it invested properly, you're going to have to generate a lot more cash now to sustain your standard of living than if you had had that Social Security coming in. So if you saved it, you should probably be in good shape as long as you develop a, a good plan that's providing enough income for you and minimizing those taxes for you. You'll probably be able to be in good shape. But if you didn't save that money and you spent it and you took a lot of vacations, you could find yourself having a reduced lifestyle in, in retirement because you know, it takes a lot more of a savings than people realize to safely generate the amount of income that they need. Uh, but hopefully you, you go and you find yourself a, a professional, a fiduciary to work with you and can develop that strategy for you. You know, you can always uh, go to www.talktoscott.com if you'd like and schedule a 15 minute call and I might be able to help you out a little bit. Again, TalkToScott.com, the place to go to schedule a time to chat with Scott Searles about your financial life. That's TalkToScott.com. And you can also give a call directly at 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. And that'll get you in touch directly with Scott as well if you have any questions about things we've talked about on the show today or something else on your mind. Scott, appreciate the help on today's show. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, Go Storm Area 51 details this week. And <laughs> we'll, we'll report back on our next podcast what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> Just don't make sure we don't see you on video out there, okay? <laughs> 
No, I don't have time. I got four kids. So <laughs> there I, you go. I don't have time to do anything. That's right. There you go. Uh, that's good stuff. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. For Scott Searles, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.